so we had to change with the time with the evolution of those services and the way we offer it to present it in a proper manner through the branding so it's consistent and people get the message all right well you said you rebranded like five to six times i don't know it's like th- maybe three times the soapbox has only been open for like six years okay so we average a one rebranding every two years so, so you said you talked about being consistent at what point is it really consistency and at what point We're consistently grow. is it just lack of commitment And we're back. Welcome to the latest episode of Commerce and Chill. I am Jessica Johnson-Cope. I'm Waleed. What's up, Mumbles? You over, I see you over there moving your mouth. I'm you? practicing for my opening part. Come on, let's go. What are we talking about? Today we're talking... Okay, so we're going to talk about something that's happened in the news. I don't know if you're really a fan of some of these social media platforms. We're not going to say a name, but one of the major social media platforms recently announced that in efforts to rebrand itself it was changing its name first of all you're gonna say you're not saying any names like you're trying to keep something anonymous or not like put i'm not trying to say blast. anonymous they just don't say they're changing their name like people know who it is know we, we don't need to about. say their name no okay okay uh, but part of it is um due to bad press that they've received because of the impact that their platform is is um, known to have, um, particularly on young people. And um, additionally, because they the corporation and the leadership wants to go in a different direction, nonetheless, I don't know how well the new branding will be received by the public. So today, what happened? This, this dude going to tell me to do one thing and then sends me an email today saying something totally different. Then was on the phone with me yesterday. Bro, I'm getting out of client service business. What were you saying? This, this is, I'm going to sell soap or something online whoa, whoa, whoa. so I can help people do texts and DMs. This is crazy. What the? Anyway, like I'm making widgets. Like I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a new business. This is crazy. If you don't learn how to deal with clients, there's no business that you can work Wait, in. dealing with clients is one thing. Dealing with someone who's bad crazy is a totally another thing you can't tell me today you want me to paint the room orange i show up with the orange paint and then you're like wait a minute no make it green i'm like okay cool you get one uh revision you get Why one you change cursing and then the next time i go and get the the blue paint because you say you want it blue when you tell me to change it or whatever color i just said orange. and then i show back later on and you're like why you got that blue paint what the this is a message for you because he's not going to get the message the message is if you're in business and you make money from selling to clients, you have to understand client management. I'm not saying that the client is always right. I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I'm like, you can't manage you can't manage something that somebody don't know what they're doing. You it's not about client management. It's that's about that's not true. If if the client don't know what they want or what direction they're going in, you that's nothing to manage. There they're is confused. something to manage. That's okay. where you manage client expectations. If you hire a contractor and you tell a contractor, hey, I want you to knock this wall down and paint these walls a certain color and extend the bathroom. And the contractor is like, okay, no problem. Blah, 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 blah. And then you go back later on and tell the contract, you know what? No, nah, I changed my mind. I want the bathroom smaller. After they then drew up the blueprints and everything, got everything approved. And it's like, okay, no problem. I'll make the changes for charge you. And you're like, okay, no problem. 
And then you text them or email them later on and be like, you know what? Make the bathroom medium instead of smaller. And he's like, okay, we'll make the changes. And then he shows up to do the work and you're like, you know what? Nah, make it big again. The, cl- the client, don't, they don't have a clear direction. Okay, but the message is not for the client. The message is for you. And maybe How, listen, it's can not you not cut me off? It's not managing them. It's not working with someone who's a client that doesn't have a clear expectation that match what well, you're doing. Well, that's what you do at the soapbox. That's not what we're going to do here, okay? Okay. Okay, Good. that's not what we're going to do. Good. So the lesson is for you. You have to figure out how to manage the client. And you can't manage someone that can't manage themselves. No, it's not you. It's you're not willing to manage. You're not willing to have the conversation. If someone types you an email and stop cutting me off, go ahead. If they, if they go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And you're still talking. Go ahead. You're still talking. Go ahead. Go, go. The light is green. Go, go. You burning up film. Go. We only got 29 minutes. It's not film. It's an SD card. You're burning up memory. So we can buy more memory. The message is for you. The lesson is for you. You're always going to get clients who may not communicate the way that you communicate. You're always going to have clients that may have different expectations than you have. The key is if you're a person in business and you have to deal with that client, then you have to figure out how to manage that client relationship. You have to figure out how to manage the client expectation. And the client may flip-flop. The client may change their mind. The client may get upset. You might get upset. But to me, if you sit up here talking about the client is wrong, you're missing the opportunity. It's not that the client is wrong. I'm not agreeing with the I client. I didn't say the client was wrong. I said they have no clue. Right. <laughs> and that's where, as a service provider, you have the opportunity to help the client get a clue. And you, if you, if you say, I'm not going to call them, I'm not going to meet with them. I didn't say I'm, that. I just said, you're based saying, on, you, I'm saying based on the, the, the message I received after having a thorough phone conversation, they have no clue. And he, here's the real part. When, when you're working with a client who has no, I, who doesn't have a good grasp on what they're doing and you're providing them with a product or a service that will service their needs or f- solve their problem, and they're not acknowledging or in tune with what goes on, that's when it's a real challenge because they're not in tune with what's going on. So what are you doing to get them in tune? Wait, you're not. You're actually, not doing wait, anything to get them in tune with did, what's Did going I not on. have a phone conversation with them and clearly and say, hey, is this exactly what you that's, want? That's not the same thing. What's that? That's I'm not asking, the, that, uh, what that's do not you, the same I thing them as clearly, getting in tune no, with what's helping I asked them clearly, what would you like? And it's, it's this, this, and this. You want this ingredients, you want this, and you want it at this time. Yes. No. They, that's, that's, they, they say yes. I got the phone call recorded. You know the thing comes on? All calls are monitored for quality insurance here at Johnson Security. Please be mindful of that. It's on but, SD okay. card. If you don't ask the right questions, you're not going to get the right information. Wait, so the if you're is, just saying, oh, is this it? Then that's no, not... No, no, that's, no. No. If, if they say to you, I want this, and then you follow up to ask them, is this how you want that? That's not helping them to understand how things work. A, a better example, which it doesn't sound like you did, would be like, hi, client. I understand you have this need. Now, what you may not understand is from a vendor perspective, 
this is this is what it will take to provide that need. So if you tell me it's this, that means this for our team. If it's something else, then help me understand what that something else is going to be. And if you're not in dialogue and it's kind of one way or you're just asking a question to kind of check the box, because that's what it sounds like you said, like you're just asking a question for agreement and not really asking a question nope. for understanding. Well, that's not the question I asked him. Well, okay, what questions did you ask? So I'll give you the equivalent at the soapbox. You drop your you drop your blazer off and say, I want it Tuesday at 3 p.m. cleaned. And we say, okay, no problem. And then I call you back to say, just want to confirm, you dropped this off on Monday. You want it back Tuesday at 3 p.m. And you say, no, 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 not 3 p.m., 6 p.m. So I was like, okay. Let me. That's different. That's a clarifying question. As but, that's, to, but that's what I'm talking about. That? That's exactly what I'm talking about in this scenario. No, you're talking about something you, different. That's not what you said. You're going to try to re, no, repurpose it and, and paint it I'm a different color. You're it. trying to paint it from orange to blue for commerce. I'm children. not trying to paint that, it from orange to blue. But I don't think you realize that you gave up your authority with that client when you just said, okay, is this what you want? As opposed to asking a more... That's, Probing, clarifying a question. That's not what I asked on the. That's not what I I'm asked on the conversation. I'm just going off what you just said because yeah. I wasn't on a phone conversation. with You were you. in the room with me. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, okay, no problem. You were on the phone all day yesterday. I, I was. So it, how? But, so how but I asked them specifically. I received a message saying this is what we want, and then I spoke to them on the phone to clarify to say, is it this, this, and this? They said yes. That's not. That's. You're just asking for agreement. You're not clarifying not, anything. No, no. No, How no, is that no. not clarification? They send me a, me a message saying, this is what we're asking for. And I call them to say, I want to confirm that. <laughs> That's not clarification. Wait, That's well, just confirmation. Wait, if you let me finish. I'm calling to, to confirm that you're asking for this and this. And then they said, no, it's really this and this. So I was like, okay, so let me understand. When you say this, it really means that for you and everyone in, in your team. And they're like, yes. So I was like, okay, so to clarify, we're going to do X, Y, and Z at this day and this time. They say yes. Just no because problem. you put clarify in the sentence doesn't mean that you're clarifying. Because all and you were doing was just confirming. That is the opposite of what we talked about yesterday. Right. And so if you don't want to be frustrated... Hear the lesson, because apparently he's not trying to sell, hear the lesson. Sell, sell soap, sell phones, <laughs> don't, just sell digital products. Come up with questions. Be a business coach that will really get at the heart of what you need, be of a, the information and the resources that you need. Because this dude here, he didn't do that, and now he's mad at the client. Oh, I'm not mad at you. Need them. to be mad at I, yourself. I'm so you talking about? Oh, I. I'm not I'm mad. Go sell soap. I'm not going to be in a client management business. Oh, he don't know what he's doing. Like it's never, it's never good to be in an adversarial situation. Oh, it's with not the adversarial. I'm just when I talk to them, I'm like, hey, how you doing? You playing yourself, son? <laughs> you really playing yourself? I don't right talk now. to them like that. I just talk mad smack behind the scenes. When I get on the phone with them, I'll be like, hey, so, what's so up? Just know but in my head, I'm like, this. Just going, know that which the going to go. The universe respects that. The universe respects that. The universe respects what? The universe respects when you talk about your clients. I'm not talking. Wait, I'm not talking about it, them. So let's make it clear. Do not paint the picture on commerce and chill that I'm sitting here saying, oh, our clients is this or they no, bad. No, I'm or they just saying what you said. In my I'm, head, I'm thinking, oh, like there's no, no benefit to thinking that. There's no benefit to thinking that. What I'm thinking in my head is 
when they say something or we have a call and we have, I'm like, this is what they're going to say and this is where it's going to go. No, this and is the same dude that times, don't say nothing on the call. There. He don't say nothing on the call and then be like, Johnson, say this. And then be mad when he don't get what he want. Fact. Because he don't fact. ask the question. 100% fact. You didn't ask the question right. Well, I asked what you said. So don't be mad. <laughs> no, you asked. And then he'd be like. No, you oh, asked your way. Wait, no, you no. Didn't, no, you didn't get clarification from me on how I wanted the question to ask. So now you didn't, just because you say clarification, you got to use clarification. I'm not clarifying Jack for you. But if That's I, your if, opportunity. If I you got to ask me how I want the question no, done. I don't. You got to ask probing questions. No, because you have you the opportunity to ask yourself. clarification like you told me to ask the client. You're not so you my client, son. You got to get clarification. I don't have to get clarification <laughs> on nothing because you have a mouth and you can speak for yourself. So if you You're can't, the lead person, so I'll let no, you take the lead on that with that You client. try to throw me under the bus all the time. No, nope, I just handcuff you. I handcuff you to the bumper, not throw you under you the bus. Like, if you handcuff to the bumper, and you, you can't don't want to ask, you you don't ask the hard questions. It. And then you put me in a position where I have to ask the questions. And so then you get mad and you don't like... So that's a that's a coping mechanism for you, but that's a cop out, son. It's a no. That's a cop out, it's son. A cop you can't win that way. Which is a coping mechanism for and me. And C stands for contradiction. The C in cope and stands for contradiction. Let's add two more. You just said cop out, and what was the other one? Coping. Repeat after me. Get it in writing. Get it in writing. This should be your mantra. So sometimes it's hard to have any confusion when it's in writing. Number two, remember contracts protect you and both you and your client. Contracts prevent misunderstandings. Contracts specify what rights the client is purchasing and what rights you retain. Contracts stipulate the payment process. Contracts are legally binding. So say it again with me. Get it in writing. And if the writing isn't clear, ask probing questions. Not clarifying questions, not coping questions, but probing questions. Anyway, that's not what we were supposed to be talking about today. We were supposed to be talking about how to rebrand and how rebranding is a marketing strategy where you might get a new name, a new team, a new term, a new symbol, a new design or concept um, for an established brand with the intention of developing new differentiated identity in the minds of consumers, investors, competitors, and other stakeholders. So we're going to pray over Waleed that we can rebrand. What is this, the exorcism? You're going to pray on me? You're putting your hands on me? Like... We're gonna. What, what we're, is this? We're gonna pray. You got some holy water over there too? to rebrand his image of how it is to deal with clients. Because um, if you, in your mind, have a negative connotation about dealing with clients, it will come across in how you do business, and it will limit your growth and your success. So I challenge you to rebrand how you look at dealing with clients, especially difficult clients. Anyway, so we were talking about that big brand uh, social media platform that's in the process of rebranding. Again, they don't need our support. So, Cope, have you had to rebrand at the Soapbox? Probably um, uh, whatever, I don't know, five five times. We're freaking trying to figure it out again. But, yeah, we have. See, as I said, the C in Cope stands for contradiction, not for consistency. Why do you keep rebranding, son? Wait, why do we keep rebranding? Yeah. We rebranded because we ch- we had changed the model. So the the branding came with changing the model. We went from doing laundry to doing laundry and dry cleaning to doing laundry and dry cleaning now to doing laundry, dry cleaning, sneaker. Huh? 
Like we did, we had to change some of the branding because now we're adding additional service lines. So now we reach into a different type of consumer. It's a different look. It's a different places we're going to go online. We need to make the website look different to it appeals to the three levels of services that we do to the, to the different demographics that we tend to, that we target, that we service. I shouldn't even say target that we service. We had to rebrand because we went from, using one type of service where you had strictly on the app. Now where you can order directly through our website and then we have on demand service. So we had to change with the time with the evolution of those services and the way we offer it to present it in a proper manner through the branding. So it's consistent and people get the message. All right. Well, you said you rebranded like five to six times. I don't know. It's like th- maybe three times. The soapbox has only been open for like, Six years. Okay, so we average a one rebranding every two years. So, uh, so you said you talked about being consistent. At what point is it really consistency? And at what point We're consistently growing. is it just lack of commitment? No, it's not lack of commitment. Wait, we do laundry and then we say people come in and say, hey, you should do dry cleaning. So we extend the service line because that fits into our wheelhouse of what we do. So we offer a dry cleaning. Right. But just because you extend the service or product line doesn't necessarily mean that you have to rebrand. Well, we had to, uh, whether we want to call it rebranding or adjust the brand, there had to be some changes in it to, to promote, to add that service to what we do and how we present it. And then we came and started doing sneakers. What, I don't know what, like a year and a half ago, give or take. Mm -hmm. So it's, that falls like around that, like every two years, so far, we've added these different services that has us where we are now, where our core, our core service and business are these three things, laundry, dry cleaning, and sneaker cleaning. So we can service your wardrobe from top to bottom, your feet, your, your legs, and your top. So what benefits came from your rebranding efforts? Uh, one, we were able to reach, well, when you say rebranding, like from the, the customer perspective, or you just mean from the business perspective? From whatever perspective. So what were the advantages? We were able to, re- we got wider audience now because we're reaching to different market. We're li- reaching to different markets and different people in different, in different areas. Okay. For different services. Okay. Have you rebranded Johnson security? We did. We did, but it, we don't rebrand as often here. I mean, I think one of the things you're famous for saying is we're going with a different model. Like I'm reading this book called the millionaire master plan. And, um, the author talks about different mindsets, different, um, geniuses. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, he talks about the blaze genius and, uh, something genius and the other genius. And like, I think we're, we're different kinds of geniuses, well, the book says that, but we all have, we have like a dominant kind of genius and then side kind of genius, but that's another story. So I think your genius is different from my genius, but your genius is motivated by the prospect of innovating and change. Um, but not necessarily with the, the, with consistency. And so I think that we have to be careful when we're talking about a brand, a brand is one thing, but the brand elements are different. And so you might switch up the, the marketing tools, the marketing strategy, but that's not necess- that doesn't mean that you completely rebrand. Whatever you do, be memorable, right? You can't be anyone else. You can't be Chick-fil-A. You can't be McDonald's. If you have a food services business, do you and do you well so that when people purchase from you, 
they will not forget what they purchased, nor will they forget the experience. And you can only do that by trying to be the best you that you can be and doing it in a memorable way. We're going into our 60th year. And so over time, we've had different logos. We've had different color schemes. We've had different brands. And in 2011, we were the recipients of a grant from the Economic Development um, Agency under the Department, U.S. Department of Commerce, which we were specifically able to use to grow the business. So that included coaching. So our Uncle Mike, Mike Blumenfeld, shout out to Mike. We met him and worked with him as a result of that grant. And then we also received monies for rebranding. So we worked with a company called Bureau Blank, who helped us to review our, our, our logo and to come up with something that really represented where we were at that time and where we were going. Because if you look at most security companies, you'll see they incorporate a logo that may have a guard standing in a hard position or a lock and a key, right? And it's so passe because everybody kind of has the same kind of themes. Um, and so Bureau Blank took us to an exercise of what we wanted to be, what were our values, what were keywords that demonstrated who we were um, to our employees, to our clients, and to our community. And we came up with the current uh, logo that we have, which is kind of like the soccer ball, which um, is de derived from like, think of an armadillo and how an armadillo, when it goes to protect itself, it balls up and it has this hard outer shell. But if you look within our logo, they're like chain links as in a chain link fence and they're smaller shields within the chain links. And then it's red and black um, incorporating the colors that are colors of power, colors of strength. Um, and then different um, variations on the lettering, uh, whether we use the name, the whole name, the monogram. Um, and so it was a very extensive process that we went through with Bureau Blank. And then in, in going through that rebranding process, Bureau Blank also provided us with brand guidelines. So which colors we would use when we put something together, when we send out marketing material, when we send out correspondence, they gave us, they created stationery for us. Um, but when you're in certain different, what typesets work best, what background colors, what, what complementary colors. Um, and I know that in, in some small businesses, especially if you don't have a team, you tend to do things on your own, create things on your own. You might not have time to learn what's, what's the, some of the software you all use, like, you're like, you might not even know Canva. Canva's very basic. You might not even know Canva. Um, but if you have the opportunity to work with a design student or um, someone who has a design background that's willing to work with you on a pro bono basis, develop a logo that speaks to where you're going, incorporates your values, and also speaks to how your clients, your community see you. And then have guidelines or standards as to how those brand elements should be used. So for example, um, and this may not be a good example, but like with my sorority, we have brand guidelines and there's some materials, some merchandise that we wouldn't want our logo to be placed upon. So like with Johnson Security, I don't know if I want the Johnson Security logo on somebody's running shorts, right? I don't think that that's appropriate. That doesn't really speak to who we are as a brand. And so you want to do the same thing for your brand. Um, and and so I appreciate the team at Bureau Blank, and we still rocking out with that branding. Now, granted, we have changed a few things. You know, we, we use different elements now that we didn't have in the past. Like, we weren't really rocking out social media. We had, we had a website, but we've updated our website. Um, 
And so wherever you are in your business, small business journey, your entrepreneurial journey, if you're thinking about rebranding, here's some of the things that you can think about. Oh, no, you got this. The, you you crushing this. I'm just here for the ride. I'm going to make notes because the soapboxes, we need to get our branding game up. We are not as fancy as Johnson Security with Bureau Blank. We just were like, here's the name, here's some type font, and we got a circle with some water in it and some bubbles, and we're like, go do, clean some clothes. Where you got the whole story, the shield, the chain link things. Like, we need to totally go rebrand the soapbox. I need to hire an agency. Hey, if you're out there, you're up for uh, – rebranding the soapbox reach out to us um we need help well here's the thing we've had people come and volunteer <laughs> we need a better Did story we really have some people come and volunteer to help us with our branding at the soapbox then somebody reach out to you uh i don't recall no yeah like, no I, maybe i don't recall but we haven't used anybody we just um put it out there like for some designers to design the logo and we were like on the side oh, we went to like fiverr Right, because well, I mean, ninety nine designs. 90, but the first, like, the, the first, the first logo, like we were just Hope Brothers. Oh, with the washing machine. That was, I think I did. That was maybe on Fiverr, but they just did the logo. It wasn't like a whole branding thing, like you, like you did with JSB and Puro Blank. But we started where we Fancy. were. We started with what we had. We started with the budget that we had. Oh, yeah. And but you we got went, the grant. We went to Fiverr. What am I talking oh, about? Oh, you're talking about the store. Oh, no. I was like, we I need started a with, We I started like, at Fiverr, Fiverr and got a logo. And we got some banners. And we made some, well, he designed some print cards. Oh, yeah. And then as soon as he sent them to print, he was like, I hate these. That's all right. It worked. And he's like, oh, I hate this printer. It wasn't good. Like, I'm sorry. But, like, it's a different process when you're doing it that way versus you hire a firm who specializes in that versus you trying to get the you, you trying to get the car started because you just got to hurry up and get out the driveway but to you get to still, work. Even you if don't you're got time small, to wait for AAA. You still have to evolve. And so when we, oh, went, yeah. when we went from just being Coke Brothers and Sons to being the Soapbox, we even went through ideation for com to come up with names. That was part of the rebranding. Yeah, but we didn't bring in, you know, we didn't bring anybody didn't from the outside in. We didn't bring in an outsider, but we did it ourselves. We actually took post-its. Yeah. And we we free we free flowed with names. And careful like, with that free flow around here. Don't use that in the office. You can't be freestyling around here. I didn't much. say freestyle. I, I said, said free be, I said be careful. It was close we to ideated. freestyle. We ideated. And so what we did was we each took like two minutes and wrote down different names of what we thought the business was going to look like. And this is when we made the transition from just a standalone self-service um, laundromat to uh, the, the retail store, the, the storefront. To the drop-off, right, did to just pick do up service. Drop -off. Um, and so we came up with names, and we put all the names up on the wall. And they sat there and for... And then some, some of the names fell down. So when the name fell down... this is over a period down, of time, like maybe a month or so. We knew that if the name fell down, it probably wasn't a good name. And then and we had one that was kind of right in the middle. It was like the soapbox. We rocks with that. Yeah, to this day, it's the soapbox. S yeah, soon to get rebranded again to just be soapbox. And we Somebody said we should drop the the. And we also spoke to an intellectual Hamlet. property uh, attorney about managing the intellectual property around the brand. Clearly, so that's something else you might want clearly to. Clearly, you watched the Facebook movie too many times. No problem. You um, should drop the. But the. nonetheless, if you have a business and you have a brand. Or you haven't realized what your brand is and you think you need to go through the exercise of rebranding your business or rebranding yourself. These are some considerations. Chief, you want to? 
Oh, sure. Let me <clears throat> get ready here for the official. You should start by understanding your mission, va- vision, and values. Two, have a complete rebranding strategy that works with your existing brand. Three, consider your audience, the market, and your competition. Four, collaborate with your team. You brought that up earlier. Look at you. Five, rename your business. Damn, that's a tough one. Six, rebuild your brand identity. And seven, manage the rebrand carefully. 